Hi, Peter Navarro here with the weekly market wrap for the Taking Back Trump's America podcast and Substack for the week ending August 11th, 2023. Here we go. A tame CPI paradoxically conjures up a possible Bidenomics bear. The big event of the week was what otherwise should have been good news for the markets, but it turned out to be a dud. All right, that's a little inscrutable, but here's what I really mean. On Thursday, the Consumer Price Index data for July came in relatively tame. Good news, right? Core CPI had its smallest back-to-back increase in two years at 0.2% of that increase. Bad news for America's working classes. 90% of the increase came from higher housing costs. In addition, grocery and gas prices keep popping. Thank you, Joe Biden. On the flip side, used car prices fell for a second month while airfares had ebbed as well. Okay, predictably, the Wall Street narrative that immediately popped with the data release was that the Fed now had good reason not to hike rates in September, yada, yada. This narrative immediately spiked the S&P 500 bullishly up that day while Treasury yields ran in place. And of course, a bit of this dud hit at least a little bit of the fan as the stock market gave back its gains after almost a week of losses and Friday closed flat. What this inaction tells me as a forecaster is that the smart money ain't buying what Bidenomics and the touts on Wall Street are selling. At this point, it looks to me that we are in the upper bound of a trading range for the S&P 500. Stock valuations are over their skis, and there is more risk to the downside than up. Well, here are just some of those risks. On the stagflation front, a combination of war in Ukraine and climate issues like El Nino are putting upward pressure on food prices for what looks to be a very sustained period. Food prices shocks, food price shocks, by the way, represent cost push inflation, which gives us both inflation and slower growth at the same time, different from, say, demand pull inflation. Here, El Nino, together with the higher temperatures and the associated drought or floods we are experiencing, is wreaking havoc in many parts of the global agricultural system. India, for example, I didn't know this, it's actually the world's largest rice exporter at over 20 million tons, but India has now imposed export restrictions because El Nino has screwed up its monsoon. Rice prices have, of course, spiked. Meanwhile, as we talked about last week, Ukraine and Russia together account for a significant fraction of the world's grain exports, and Russia is now doing everything it can to prevent Ukraine from exporting, as we got, again, as we discussed last week. There are some beneficiaries. Brazil, for example, is surprisingly growing under the socialist Lulu, but it's purely on this ag boom. Yet higher ag prices are going to hit Americans hard, and the rest of the, much of the rest of the world even harder. And this part of the stagflation crisis will have what looks to be very long legs. There is also the persistence of higher oil and gas prices under Bidenomics Green Revolution. 
The Saudi princes and Russian oligarchs, Putin in particular, are now firmly in control of OPEC, and this is unlikely to change as well. Beyond these concerns, which will surely keep the Fed from lowering rates, there is the slow-moving crisis in commercial real estate, which may eventually ripple over into more bank failures. And get this, credit card debt last week hit over $1 trillion in America, and the bastard credit card companies, and yes, they are bastards, forgive my French here, they're sticking it to the very people that they have lavished their cards on without bothering to check whether they could afford the liberal credit limits offered. According to the Fed, Federal Reserve that is, the average credit card interest rate in the first quarter of 2023 was, get ready for this, a friggin' 21%. That's not only obscene, it's highly contractionary for the economy. It's going to catch up with us. And let's not forget also that the ill-conceived Biden student loan giveaway, now gone up in a puff of Court of Appeal smoke, is about to come due. Incredibly, fully half of the borrowers now have at least 10% more debt than they did before the Biden pause. How's that working out, Joe? Once those payments start again, that's money sucked out of consumption to fuel growth and into the pockets of lenders. My bottom line is that cash remains king, and I'm not talking about under the mattress cash. Cash earning a nice 5%, for example, in six-month T-bills. However, you want to walk a little bit on the wild side, I'm not offering advice here. A good speculation, not bet, might be SPXU, a 3x leveraged exchange-traded fund that shorts the S&P 500. The Biden bear is coming. It's only a matter of time. Okay, that's it for now. Thanks to one and all for participating in the poll about whether Donald Trump should debate on August 23rd. Amazing response and results. And you can check that by going to that particular post on the Substack. In the meantime, um, if you go to the Substack, PeterNavarro.substack.com, PeterNavarro.substack.com, I'm offering again a free coupon, $20 value, to my Strategic Macroeconomics for Business and Investing course online. Um, it's uh, state-of-the-art. I taught it for years uh, to MBAs at the University of California and uh all you need to do is check it out on the Substack, PeterNavarro.substack.com, and uh, you'll enjoy it. All right, Peter Navarro, out.